Well, perhaps many of you have already turned off the Bears game. I certainly hope so uh, to listen to this abbreviated but nonetheless worthwhile edition of After Hours. Uh, it's my pleasure to have I, I, those of you who know me or listen to this show know how much I love to tell stories. I tell stories about a variety of mostly things out of my past, but I also love to listen to stories. And Scott Smith is the creator curator and MC of an ongoing storytelling adventure called The French Room, as in, uh, Mom, I'm going to be in The French Room eating a sandwich. Scott, how are you? I'm well, Rick. How are you? Good. I'm well. I'm as well as one can be. Uh, I, I certainly one day want to have you on for an entire hour to talk about that, because it, it's, it's a durable thing. I saw my first one. I don't think we, I even introduced myself. I just came to see what was going on. It was at the bygone but uh, adored Beverly Woods restaurant. Mm. That wasn't the first one. Where did you have your first one, and why? The first one was at O'Rourke's office. It's a bar on Western Avenue and almost 111th Street in the Morgan Park neighborhood. <laughs> you know, I've always just been really interested in, um, you know, bars as a, you know, third place, aside sure. from home and aside from work. Yep. Uh, they're a gathering spot. You know, plenty of bars have plenty of storytellers, um, you know, some in their cups a bit more than others. <laughs> no question. Uh, no, no question. And, but it you're right. It really seemed like a kind of place to to do an event like that, and it works as a back room. And sometimes we were, you know, having to compete with the Blackhawks in the uh, main part of the bar. But it was always kind of gave you a real sense of place, and um, we kind of outgrew that room. And then, as you said, moved to uh, the near, dearly departed Beverly Woods uh, Banquet Hall. I'm not wrong in adoring that place as much as I do, am I? That I, I, Beverly I mean, Woods. Was, it was just such a throwback. Oh. I mean, from and and they had the the rolls. That yes, was, you know, the secret recipe. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, always guaranteed to be packed to the gills during the Southside Irish Parade. Um, so a place with a lot of history, and you know, something like the front room was a really great fit because it was, uh, you know, this beautiful banquet hall that obviously kind of echoed with all of the you know events that had happened from graduations to maybe funeral or past and all sure. that kind of thing. So sure, it really there was a spirit in there that really kind of felt at home for the event. Scott, what brought you to the South Side? I moved here in 2009 with my wife, and uh, we now are raising a child here. Um, you know, we wanted a classic Chicago neighborhood. Uh, we were both living up on the north side and, and decided that we wanted a home. Uh, we were living in a kind of a small apartment, and, you know, we wanted easy access to transit, uh, kind of classic neighborhood. Um, you know, we wanted a, we knew we were going to have a kid, and so we wanted to be able to have a place where we could raise a family and, you know, as I think you've spent plenty of time down here. You know that I have, yeah. uh, kids kind of have the run of the place. I don't know, uh, you know, how this place would run without, you know, the kids running the registers at county fair or, you know, slinging pizzas at boxes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where are you from originally? I'm from Lansing, Illinois, which is right near Indiana. So sure. I'm an original region rat. Now, in, in starting the front room, I know you do a number of other things. In starting, what was the... What was the impetus for that? Because the South Side, as we both know, and many other people will try to disagree with us, is sort of ignored on many levels uh, by the North Side and downtown crowd. I have I have ever felt that. Uh, have you? Did you? Did you sense that was that was that one of the impetuses for for starting this thing? 
It was. It, it was really an effort to, you know, first of all, there was no real live storytelling happening down here. And I had done a bunch of it you know, on the north side and, and really enjoyed it and wanted to bring something like that to the neighborhood and felt that there was an opportunity to talk about stories that don't often get told. Yep. I think particularly when we started back in 2015, a lot of what people heard about the south side was, you know, rooted in, you know, sort of stories of, of poverty, perhaps, or, oh, or yeah. violence. Yeah. And there was just so much more to tell. And this was before, you know, the Tribe and Southside Weekly and other organizations that started to really focus on Southside storytelling. So really wanted to have people up, you know, on stage, you know, in a bar or in a banquet hall telling stories about themselves, about the work they do, about the people they are and, and the folks they know. And the idea was that regardless of where you were from, whether you were on the north side, south sure, side, west sure. side, if you were from the 10th Ward, you would come there and you would hear something that was relevant to you yeah. and resonated with who you were as a kid and maybe who you are as an adult. And it was an idea to kind of, for many people, um, both kind of if you're coming from the north side to demystify it a little bit, but then for folks who are here to really be able to feel like the stories that are important to them, you know, are, are worthy of being on a stage or worthy of having, you know, spotlight on them. And that was really the idea behind it. And, and capable, too, of of evoking memories. And I would think also of of sort of uh, empowering would-be storytellers. Have you found that to be the case, too? Someone Because I, I used to see that a lot at, uh, at uh, the Poetry Slam at the Green Mill and Mark Smith's grand creation, that people would come in there, and the next thing you know, they'd go home, they'd write five poems, and they'd be performing. I, I think there's something empowering about... You don't have you know, sort of... <laughs> You know, major celebrities. You've wanted me. Uh, I'm going to come down and do it one day, and I'm I'm the most minor of celebrities you could possibly have. But have you found that it's empowered others? You know, that someone might have said to you, Scott Smith, that oh, I was at a, a, a one of your I was at the front from a year ago, and I heard this guy talk about uh, you know playing for Mount Carmel, and I decided to talk about what it was like for me at St. Rita or something. Have, have you found that to be true, or am I romanticizing this whole thing? No, that that's absolutely true. I mean, and I do the I have a mix of people who have asked to be in the show, but I mostly am kind of picking folks and and kind of pitching the the, the show to people and. In putting the show together, the goal is always to have at least one person there who does not do this kind of thing on the regular or is, in many cases, doing it for the very first time. So we've had folks who are small business owners, who are, you know, working as maybe as lawyers. Um, we've had, you know, obviously the folks who are kind of writers and authors, but, um, you know, we'll pick people from the neighborhood and they'll be alongside, you know, somebody who's got a best-selling book. Book, and sure. The sure. whole idea was that, like, you in the audience, you can see this story being told about, you know, growing up in Auburn Gresham, mm -hmm. or maybe you, um, you know, we had, um, you know, we've had folks who I think are in that minor celebrity camp. Uh, we've had Alderman Sue Zalowski Garza, who talked about 
starting off as a lunch lady and becoming an older person of the city of Chicago. But she is one of she had, is one of Sky. I, I had dinner with Sue a couple of weeks ago, and I've, I've I've adored her forever and her husband Raul. Uh, she's one of the great storytellers I've ever encountered anywhere. I'd like to, you know, you and I should probably get together and try to create a one person show for her. Uh, she's a fabulous storyteller. And I think that's the thing is like we anybody who is showing up on stage who you might know from being an author or being a politician or maybe being an entrepreneur, you would see another side of who they were yeah. through this storytelling. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you were kind of getting them um, unvarnished, if you will. Um, you know, we're at the Beverly Arts Center now as our venue, but one of the rules that I have for the show is that the house lights are always up. That's so because great. the idea shouldn't be that you're the audience and they're the person on stage. You should be have. There's sometimes there's a little call and response. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah, sure. Almost crowd work that happens, and you know, even particularly at Beverly Woods, people were kind of just almost right on top of the stage. So <laughs> the folks who are in the audience are as much a part of the show as anybody, and you get everything from you know really sad stories to really hopeful stories. Um, sometimes a kind of mix of both. Um, you've had we've had folks like Tim Samuelson, who are oh. the historian of Chicago, who's got you know just a. You talk about a bag of tricks. Yeah, no kidding. No, yeah, no. So, um, no and, you know, kidding. We've had all some you know really well known columnists, but then also just folks who are just folks who are just doing other things yeah, th- in the world. And I think trying that's, to get up on stage. Yeah, I think that's a real joy of it, and I think you have done, as I've kept track of this for the last six or seven years, a, a wonderful job of curating. I'm on the phone with Scott Smith, who runs the front room. Next one taking place at 7.30, Tuesday, September 19th, at the Beverly Arts Center at 24th and 100th. Uh, at 2407 Western Avenue at 111th Street. There's a $5 donation, which goes to the Beverly Area Arts Alliance. And, Scott, hang on for a couple minutes. I want to come back and talk to you a little more on this abbreviated edition of After Hours. But you've already made it totally worthwhile, so hang on. Scott Smith is on for a few more minutes, and I promise you, you will hear him once... uh, the football season schedule uh, allows for some more time for after hours because he's a fascinating, I think, a fascinating guy. And what you're doing with the front, the front room, and that's T-H-E-F-R-U-N-C-H-R-O-O-M, and another website, too, Our Man in Chicago. Is that a .net, Scott, or no? It is. It, it is. It is. Uh, you're a fine writer. You've done a lot of writing. What, what do you do for a living? Uh, I am the chief of staff of the Cook County Assessor's Office, so I work for Assessor Fritz Kegi. Oh, good for you. Good, good, good. Uh, that's a real job, too. What are your ambitions? <laughs> yes, it's a, yeah, I know. It's probably a very demanding <laughs> job, too. But you do a lot of writing, too, and I see you You appear every once in a while uh, commentating, as they say. Do you think you're—do you think of yourself— as, that in the background, that is Ed Bradovich, who would be a great storyteller, talking about uh, the bears. Fascinating thing. Uh, what are your ambitions, Scott, for the front room? Is it obviously it, you just want to keep it going and alive? But are there ambitions beyond that? You know, I've thought about this, and I really like the sort of scale that it's at. Um, yeah, you know, there yeah. was, for a brief time, we, we sort of did a podcast of the show, 
And what I found is that once the live show was done, I was kind of done with that edition of it and wanted to move on to the Sure, show. sure. And so the... It, you know, could we? We're at a venue now that we get about 150 people, which is a really great turnout. That's um, great. We, I think, have room for about 300 in the theater at Beverly Arts Center. But um, you know, it, it's just the right size for that kind of show. Um, you know, ever since the pandemic, I have really thought that it's really important for folks to be able to safely gather in spaces together, people of different backgrounds. And to see something together, to experience something together is really important because it creates community. And, you know, we hear all the time about how divisive things are and whatnot. It's yeah. really important for people to be able to come together and hear five different people from five different backgrounds and find something that they feel and hear in those stories together. So, you know, as much as I've thought about you know, you know, you see things like the moth and there's Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. This is just about the South Side. It is for the South Side. It is for people who want to know more about the South Side. And the scale that it's at, I think, is, is just kind of perfect. Yeah, I do, uh, We've too. got really good word of mouth, and we've got folks who um, say, oh, gosh, I saw that show, and I'm so glad I did, and it was great. And and that's the giving something back to the South Side as somebody who moved here and being able to showcase voices. That's the thing that's most important to me. And so I think it's kind of perfect the way it is. Well, and also, and also it, it, is, it is priced to please at $5 donation to benefit the Beverly Area Arts Alliance. And this takes place on, on the uh, 19th. And what else is going on down there? then isn't well the, that's a it's a great week it's the 10th anniversary of the beverly art walk which is and a great I, thing it it really is i mean you know we are a community that you know prior to the beginning of the art walk you know you really wouldn't see people coming out of their houses except for the irish parade sure and sure. this is a great fall event it is going to have 200 artists at 40 different venues um you know you'll see art demos there's a craft market there's a lot of family-friendly events live music and dance um it's september 23rd from 12 to 5 p.m yeah and honestly the front room exists because of the arts alliance the first year of the art walk it became really clear that there was a vibrant arts community here and i went to the folks who are the co-founders and i said you know i'd love to do the storytelling thing can we do this as a partnership together and we did a version of it in a vacant storefront and it was over new year's eve and it was kind of a speakeasy feel to it mm. and that was kind of the demo version and then it started in earnest the next year and they have really brought this idea that again like different artists different people can come together and create something um they've been doing it for 10 years now and, and it is just a, a wonderful thing to be able to see all the folks in the community come out it is definitely a, a bedrock event for the Beverly community. No question. It's one of the great events in the city. I remember writing about it. I think it had to be pre-pandemic uh, and, and was beyond, beyond charmed by it and, and enlightened, too. And I think that's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful way. Yes, I love some of the bars on Western Avenue, but, but that and the French Room are wonderful ways to introduce yourself if you don't know it to the South side of chicago it's a it's a rich and wonderful and somewhat disregarded 
neighborhood. Scott, we've got to get together one of these days, and I want you on. Uh, you've been great talking about uh, Tuesday, September 19th event at the Beverly Arts Center at 730. Uh who are the storytellers before I let you go? Sure. Uh, we've got a great bunch of folks. We've got uh, author Erica L. Sanchez. Um, a lot of folks might know her from I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. I think yep. It's one of her best-known books. Uh, teacher and organizer Nora Flanagan. Um, artist Nate Otto, um, who's done a lot of work in this neighborhood and around the south side. Uh, author and speaker Angel Simmons. And uh, my friend, radio host and poet Mario Smith. I would. Was, Mar- uh, I know. I know. Really Mario's. Awesome. Yeah, Mario's the only one I know, and I would. I would uh, describe him as the one and only Mario Smith. Give him he my best. I wish is. I could get down there, uh, but I will be down there for the next one, Scott. And thanks for sharing the time. Uh, Thank I, th- you, I think Rick. what Great you're. I think what you're always. doing is really important on a number of different levels. So knock him dead. Have fun. And uh, how old's your daughter? She is 12. What a, what a great age. So I got my hands full with a yeah, junior high. It's a great age. Yeah, just, well, you know, buckle your seatbelt for the coming years, will you please? <laughs> uh, Scott, it's great to talk to you. Great to meet you over Thank the you, air Rick. like this. Take care. All of you out there, go to the South Side for that. Uh, go to uh, go to thefrontroom.com and get a ton of information about it and about Scott.